but uh, so I saw something funny on Facebook. Okay. And it was this dog had stolen its owner's dentures. Oh yeah. <laughs> he, he had it he had it facing out, and so it looked like the dog had these human teeth. But the thing that was even funnier is That's it was a little scary. dog. It was like a like a yeah. Yorkie dog so the teeth were almost kind of too big for his face but he had them like he had bit on them to where it looked like it was his teeth it was so <laughs> and, funny but only the top teeth were only the top teeth but uh, it was the top very teeth funny were showing, so it was like this like yeah goo- goofus kind of a smile very funny. Oh, that is so weird which reminds me of and there's nasty because there's a <laughs> that, that would be in the end of the dentist for me it's like nope yeah. we're, we're getting a new pair yeah <laughs> not enough antiseptic in the whole world <laughs> nope <laughs> Well, you at least have your lower teeth. I don't know. I think dentures are pretty expensive. I think I would just That's be true. like, I'm going to soak them. They're, they're like thousands of dollars. Uh, yeah. I mean. I don't know. True. But. I don't want to be in that position, though, to decide that. Yeah. yeah th- there's also that. Yeah. I, the moral of God the story is lock up your dentures. Because <laughs> that was my other question is how did the dog get well, the dentures? I mean, if, but they could, if they left on like a, a nightstand or something, perhaps, and the maybe. dog got up, you know, on could the bed be. or something and got to him, or I don't know. Yeah, could be. We could have, yeah, I don't know. That reminds me then another funny dog video, and I never get tired of watching it. It's this French bulldog that like runs up the stairs and he spins around real crazy, and then he is off camera, and then all of a sudden he leans over and his eyes are like bugged out crazy. And it makes me laugh every time I watch it. Oh, wow. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I'll have to share it with you so you can <laughs> see it. Okay. But anyway. So, yeah. wel- welcome to the podcast, everyone. <laughs> welcome. Here we go. Our Glad you could join us. Yes. Join us for uh, discussions on strange Facebook videos. Facebook well, video. not strange. They're funny. Like I like. That's my favorite thing is the funny like animal videos. You have your favorite things. So, but... This is this is actually our uh, our second recording because yeah. our first that, not one. our second podcast. Our <laughs> not our, yeah, <laughs> the other one yeah. weren't, may, we may went not. back in time. <laughs> <laughs> the other one probably won't air. No, no. So uh, just to share, you know, with our our listeners, we recorded a podcast and at the end felt like it was not the right answer on the test. It just yeah. wasn't. Um, some of us, me, um, we're not necessarily in the right mindset or yeah. you know, right. Or, or me. But, um, but, uh, or me. So <laughs> <laughs> you'll never know which one. <laughs> um, no. Spartacus. <laughs> Except for we're all admitting to each other, our own. Our own, our own faults. But, own faults. you know, we, we just got to the end and we were all like, you know, yeah. something's not right. Mm-hmm. And uh kind of felt a heaviness. Not, not yeah. that anything we said was necessarily bad, but no. we, we just like on the inside, we're like, no, yeah. so, something about this doesn't yeah. seem right. So, so yeah, we scrapped so, it and we're like, we're you know, it. we should do this again. Yeah. And yeah. I, I felt it was important to bring it up just because I, I, or I, at first I was like, well, we'll just re-record it and they don't have to know we recorded it. <laughs> but then I thought, well, that's, you know, the whole point, you know, part of the podcast or not part the whole point of the podcast, I should say, is we were wanting to reach out to 
fellow pastor's kids and we understand the concept of there can be this pressure to be perfect and get things right and mm. and that stress of that and and but the truth of the matter is is we're humans so we don't always get it right you know and we do have days where we wake up we're crabby or we you know we're <laughs> for whatever yeah. the case may be or you just make a mistake um sometimes you get in pride whatever it is we're not perfect and we don't relish that and enjoy that but we admit to it and then we say i'm thankful that i know the one who is yeah. um but sorry I, to disappoint you if you think we're perfect i know <laughs> yeah breaking news we're we're not perfect so, so we just felt to you know share that with you that yeah. you know we don't always get it right so you know and mm. and it's important to reevaluate things and not just push through and go okay well we're doing this and this is Sorry, good enough this is and our let's recording. go this is our mm-hmm. recording this is what you get you know it's it's right. also about um you know following your heart and and making sure that uh you do the right thing so mm-hmm. with that here we are so this is the second time around so this is Sorry. the second, <laughs> time, second around. time around and we're just kind of trusting god and it's funny because afterwards uh, we were praying and uh because it just kind of felt like a spiritual heaviness, like a spiritual attack, you know. And because um, that happens sometimes when um, think of the storms in the Bible. Um, and our dad's talked about this. There's storms in life, you know, and there's three major storms that you can look at. Or not, Well, there's, I guess, a couple more, but he, he broke it down to three different categories of storms. So... There's a storm we know about with Jonah, um, where Jonah, God told him to go to Nineveh and he disobeyed. He went the complete opposite direction, Mm. which is funny. I saw Nineveh is like almost by like Spain, I think it's, or not Nineveh. Sorry, not Nineveh. It was like, it's across the Mediterranean Sea, maybe not by Spain, but it's, it's like completely opposite direction. I believe that. I think isn't Nineveh landlocked? Yes. Or something? Yeah. 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 So Nineveh is landlocked. So he wouldn't so have necessarily on a, on ended up on a boat if no. he had gone the way he was supposed yeah. to. Right. So he disobeyed God, and the, a storm came. And if you don't know the end of the story, I'll I'll rush through it. Is basically he got thrown over the side of the boat because they figured out the storm came because he disobeyed. Fish ate him. God preserved him, though, and fish spit him up on dry land. He went to Nineveh in the, in the, in the end. So After that, a long journey the other way. That, yeah. He had so a that, whale of a time. That was a storm <laughs> where... That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was a storm that came from disobedience, mm-hmm. his own disobedience. Then we know Jesus was in the boat with his disciples. Fast forward several years. Um, I don't know the timeline. I'm sure it was uh, hundreds of years. Yeah. It might have been thousands. I don't know. But fast I, forward sure. to the time of <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, definitely he hundreds was, of years, I think. Yeah. He was in the boat with his disciples, and there um, arose a storm. And fast forward to the end of that, disciples freaked out, said, we're all going to die. And Jesus said, where's your faith? And he calmed the storm. 
we know that Jesus never disobeyed God. So we know that that storm simply was an attack from the enemy against Mm -hmm. what Jesus was doing. So there's a storm of personal disobedience, but then there's a storm that's attack of the devil. And then we know in fast forward several years more is Paul. Paul was on a journey uh, to Rome to go minister. He was a prisoner though, but part of what was to happen with him being a prisoner was for him to preach the gospel. And they were set to sail, set sail and he felt in his heart they weren't supposed to go yet. And the people with him said, well, you're a prisoner. So I'm not going to listen to you. You know, sorry. Oh, sure. You don't want to go sail right now. And it was bad time of year for sailing, but they went out anyway. And there was a storm that arose and fast forward through that. The ship wrecked, but nobody lost their lives. And they ended up uh, landing on an island and got to, Paul got to minister to people there. But Paul's situation, he was in a storm because of the disobedience of other people. And so the big thing with that is, you know, there's times where you will have struggles and God will show you what it, what it is. Or, you know, if, if it's something, you know, sometimes you'll hear people and they're going through something. They're like, I don't know, did I do something wrong with Jonah? He didn't have a question of, did I do something wrong? It was... Mm-hmm. They cast lots to see whose fault it was. I'm sure he probably the whole time was like, "Please don't land on me! Please don't land on me! Please don't land on me!" No deuces, maybe no deuces <laughs> or something. I don't know, but you know, I mean, he he didn't act like he knew you know what was up. But as soon as the lots fell on him, he was like, "I don't know what 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 did I do?" He was like, "Yeah, um, yeah, that was me." So yeah, it's this this is definitely my fault. This isn't you know they didn't land on the wrong guy. I'm totally innocent you know, no, I did something, you know, and, uh, he's, he's the one who said, throw me into the sea. And they're like, well, no, 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 no. Maybe we can get to shore. But they had to throw him in the sea. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you, if you've done something, you know exactly what it is that led you to that point. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's not that. Oh, I, I don't know. Did I do, did I do something wrong? It's, it's clear. It's mm-hmm. clear. And yeah, and there are cases where you're around people, you know, that are doing things and that's why you're in that bad situation. And then, like I said, you know, there's times where you're just trying to do what God told you to do and there's resistance and you can't Mm -hmm. take a storm, like you can't look at the storm to determine whether you're doing the right thing or not because it can happen in right. so many different ways. And I think sometimes that happens to people. And I think for us, even we like, you know, we were getting ready to record. And it, at one mo- moment we were like, you know what, let's just do it tomorrow. Like it's not working out today. And then we're like, I don't know that that's what we're supposed to do, you know? And, um, I think it's important not to look at the storm mm. as to, is that, you know, am I doing the right thing? You know, that the storm doesn't lead you. The storm doesn't right, determine right. whether you're doing the right thing or not. Mm-hmm. So, don't let a storm discourage you. If God's like, yeah. "Hey, I want you to do this," and there's a storm, like Paul was okay, yeah, and, and the disciples mm-hmm. were okay. Jesus took care of them, and 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 they made it out fine. And even Jonah. Yeah. I mean, I that's the, quite, Jonah, that's Jonah true. was that's, too. Yeah, even Jonah. 
that's the beautiful thing I think of it all is in every storm God delivered them out. In Jonah's case, some repentance had to take place, you know, yeah. before he was fully okay. Yeah. You know, but well, uh, I mean, even the whale, like, yeah. God sent the whale. The Bible says that even the whale was God protecting him mm-hmm. through the storm. Yeah, exactly. So he didn't drown. Yeah, got stuck in the belly of a big old fish. <laughs> Yeah. Could not have smelled very good. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think he wrote that he had like seaweed wrapped around his head. Did you? I think. Uh, yeah. I think on. something like that. Jonah chapter. Jonah. Let me find Jonah. I think it's three or something like that. There's only very, very few chapters in Jonah. Yeah. Jonah's pretty small. Jonah, huh? Jonah. Jonah 2. Uh, let me see where he talks about the. Oh yeah, here it is. It's chapter five. Weeds were wrapped around my head. Chapter five. Verse five. I'm sorry. Okay, I was gonna. I was gonna say. Um. Um. Like wow. (laughs) Really? What version is that? Hmm. I mean, chapters and verses did come later, so it's yeah. But but there is no chapter five. Chapter two, verse five. Chapter two is is Jonah crying out to the Lord. Yeah, he said the waters surrounded me, even to my soul. The deep closed around me. Weeds were wrapped around my head. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but mm-hmm. uh, I believe you. Since I'm in Dying Jonah situation. anyway, uh, I believe it said God sent the fish. Yeah, let me find the verse that, or someone else. Can uh, find yeah, the verse. end of it's, end of one. Yeah. 117. Ah, yeah. Like the very last verse. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Do you want to read it or do you want Sure. Uh, the Lord, now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Yeah. So. Yeah. God sent the fish to keep him safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. He didn't have the most pleasant exit out of the fish. <laughs> <laughs> no. Says vomited out Jonah. <laughs> it must yeah. have been quite an experience to be uh, uh, puked out of a fish. Yeah, and he was in there for three days and three nights. Just imagine someone being on the shore when he when he got out of the fish. Oh man! But that had to like the look, the smell, the whole shebang had to be kind of odd. Yeah, especially I never the smell. Thought about that. About, like, I guess I, because I, I don't, for whatever reason, I always picture, and probably just from, you know, different cartoons and, you know, Bible story books, they always draw the, draw it or, you know, have him just kind of landing on an empty beach somewhere. But what if there are <laughs> other people around, you know? Like, <laughs> like, what just happened? Dude, are you okay? Oh, man. Which you smell like you've been in a fish for three days. I think you've been bathing yeah, three days. So I have this I have this list of things that I'm hoping somehow when we get to heaven that there's like instant replay or something like that. Right. <laughs> so I'm very visual, so I, I like to see things visually. And so I have these certain things that happen in the Bible that I'm like, Lord, I would like to see what that looked like. That would be mm. so cool. So one, like the parting of the water and um, there's just different ones that I, different, you know, miracles and things that happen that I'd like to see what it looked like. Well, I'll just have to add uh, 
Jonah, Jonah getting getting spewed on spewed. dry land. I'm just trying to figure out like what that looked like. And also, there's always much debate over what type of fish yeah. it was. Because the Bible doesn't actually say it was a whale. It just said a great fish. Yeah. It had to be something big enough to eat a man, though. Well, yeah. I always wonder, well, two, th- two thought processes on it, because it doesn't say it was a whale. Um, you know, it says he prepared a great fish. So I wondered if this is a special is it a fish supernatural that, fish? yeah, supernatural fish or just something that. that exists only once, yeah. you know, for this one situation that he made this fish and it's not impossible. God created the whole world, you know, with his yeah. word. So it's possible. Um, my other thought theory of maybe it's of a whale. It's like a, he's called a megalodon shark. It's mm. like the big shark that's like. So much big. There's like the great white shark, which is like one of the large ones, and then there's the megalodons, which I don't think are around anymore. Mm. I think are are they? I don't. I don't think they're I don't around think anymore. So. But they have I like think the biggest the great shark. White teeth. is the biggest one. But then they know because they look at the like the teeth that you can find from a megalodon that are bigger teeth that they know there was some type of bigger, bigger shark. So that's my theory. He mm. could have Jonah could have gotten swallowed by a shark, which or I mean, by a special fish that. God made one time. Bye or maybe there were other types of larger fish that maybe there are other types of larger fish that aren't around anymore. Aren't around, yeah. It's true. Could yeah. Be. Could be. But again, list of things, things I ask when I get to heaven. Instant replay. I also want to find out about the dinosaurs. Like what's the what's the real deal about the dinosaurs? Yeah. That'd be interesting. Like yeah. were the T Rexes friendly or were they <laughs> Yeah. I hope so. I but uh, one thing, too, I think about with Jonah and the whale is, you know, he could have sat there and been like, I'm in a whale. This is ridiculous. And yet the whale was actually God's protection. And sometimes mm-hmm. there's things that we go through that are unpleasant. And part of it is related to our own disobedience. But yet God protects you protects you in the midst of it and so it's important to keep that perspective even if you're going through something that seems rough you need to make sure you humble yourself to know like wait I'm in this position because I put myself here but wait look what God has done for me like God Mm -hmm. is protecting me in the midst of it you know and we do see that Jonah did humble himself and cried out to God yeah. Yeah, that's for mercy. Pretty much what most of chapter two was. Yeah. Yeah. But he was in there th- three days. You know, it took him a little bit of time <laughs> before he humbled himself. Yeah. You know, it's, it, so it seems. I mean, that I guess it that, took that yeah. long for the fish to. That's make also it true. Back to shore. Yeah. That, yeah. Could One be. of the two. I'm not Could sure. That. Yeah. And I think, you know, back to the other storm with. Jesus, um, you know, one of the things in there are two storms with Jesus. There was the one where he was in the boat with them, and then there's the one where he's also walking on the water. But both times he talks about don't be afraid. Yeah, and I think that's a big. And the other thing. one, or I should say, one of them, where he was in there, he was like, "Why did you doubt?" Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> I like that too. One of the, um, I'm trying to remember which account has it, um, if it's Matthew or or Mark, or Luke or Mark. Anyway, one of them, they, they say, um, 
when they say like a great storm or great winds, the Greek word is seismos, which is the, that's, I don't have my, my phone with me with my strongs. Seismic? Like seismic, like an earthquake. One of them actually translates to an earthquake. So uh, I think it was Matthew that has that, that one who it was so such a storm that they were like, it was like an earthquake, you know? (laughs) And I always imagine when Jesus is like, why did you doubt the disciples being like, um, I don't know. Cause there's a great seismos, you know, (laughs) like, (laughs) I don't know. Um, Did you read the weather report on the waves we're getting here? Like six foot waves. Jesus was taking a nap too. Like, yeah, Jesus was totally unbothered, which, you know, to me says, I don't know that any harm would have come to them. I got to find, you know, I gotta find it. But what what a way to get waking up from a nap when you've had a long. Because I'm trying to think what before they're in the boat was that was was they teach? I think he was teaching or something. But in any case, he's he's taking. I know walking on the water, he was. Yeah, he he dismissed them and said, "Okay, you guys go first. I'll catch up to you." And then he ends up walking across the water. (laughs) Well, he prayed and then he walked across the water. But I just imagine, you know, he was, he was taking a nap. He was sleeping. He was tired. He obviously, you know, was resting. And he's getting jolted now by people saying, this is your fault. Or not, I mean, not exactly, but sort of. I mean, it's like, don't you even care that we're going to die? Like, yeah. He's like, I was taking a nap. Like, you know, for him to, that's quite a way to get, you know, woken up by your, yeah. everyone saying, hey. When I always thought about that, like, what a thing to, you know, what a thing to say to Jesus, like, mm, yeah, that he wouldn't care that they're, you know, that they're they're dying. Mm. Um, I'm trying to find. Let me see if I can find it. There's one, the other account of it has. I can't find the other account, but the one in Mark it talks about. Um, a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. And I don't know where the other account of this one is. But um, it uh, the other account says the boat was covered. And I was thinking it was saying like covered in water, like maybe like water was getting into the boat, but it says it was covered in waves. Like hmm. waves were sloshing. And... I've seen, you know, these documentaries on what the boats would look like Mm -hmm. in that time. And I'm trying to think, I'm like, how was Jesus asleep during this? Like, Jesus must be the most sound sleeper. (laughs) He had some serious peace, I guess. Yeah. You know, for sure. Like, he, it's funny. Yeah, because he wasn't woken up by the storm. He was woken up by his disciples asking him, don't you care? Yeah. The storm was so violent. Apparently, like you're saying, like covered with waves, but that didn't phase him in the least. No, which is pretty interesting, pretty amazing. Yeah. Are you thinking of Mark four? That's the one that I'm in. That's the one. Okay. I'm one. So the one one for Matthew. Yeah. Uh, Matthew eight twenty three. Okay. Matthew eight. That's the one. See. Yeah. Yeah. So. The boat was covered, yeah, 20, 24. So, so the boat was covered in waves. And I don't I, th- I don't remember if that one with the word tempest, that one might be the one that 
it comes from the word seismos, but yeah, hmm. I don't have my strongs with me, but, but, uh, yeah. And you know, he's sleeping and the boat is covered in <laughs> waves, which again, you know, things you can learn from storms in the Bible, you know, sometimes you're supposed to sleep through a storm, you know, it's yeah. okay. You know, cause a lot of times it's in our, we think we got to work through this or we got to fight or we got to do this. And sometimes, you know, it's okay to just go and sleep and that's okay. Yeah. You know, we don't, true. we don't have to, we don't have to worry or be afraid because God's in control. And even though the disciples sat there and said, well, don't you care that we die? You know, that we're going to die. You know, that's not the right thing. That's not the right, right response. Right. Um, but the point is he did care and he took care yeah. of it, you know, and he, he did calm the storm. You know, I, I, it just maybe as far as like visualizing it, maybe wonder, you know, after he, he did that, you know, he calmed the storm, you know, while you're fearful, you will faith, he arose, rebuked the wind and the sea, and there was a uh, great calm. But the men marveled, saying, what manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? I just thought, you know, it doesn't say what Jesus did after he rebuked the storm. He was in the middle of the nap. I just picture him, you know, getting up, you know, why are you fearful of faith? Yeah. He's like, you know, rebuke the storm, waves be calm. And I just kind of picture him going like, okay. All right. And going back to sleep. And, yeah. then, and I imagine Time him go going back to, back to sleep and going, I'm going to. What get back to my nap now. It's like, what kind of man is this to win the waves obey him? I kind of picture them saying that as he just kind of going back to sleep. I, yeah. I mean, it doesn't say that that's what happened, but that, yeah. you know, just curious. Kind of reminded me when you're talking about like, you know, staying peaceful in the wind. Um, James 1 talks about, um, uh, let me see. I want to say in verse 6, it says, let him ask in faith. Uh, well, I guess I have to read verse 5 for context. But it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally without reproach and will be given, excuse me, it will be given to him. Uh, let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Um, so, so uh, it's okay to to have peace. Doubting is is who uh, who were tossed by the wind. Jesus had perfect faith that he was going to get to the other side, mm. and he could sleep peacefully. Yeah, yeah. You know. For sure. Now wait, which James is that who wrote that? Is that his brother James or was that I his disciple James? I, I, I believe like I believe it is. I believe that I James it, is brother of Jesus. I believe Jude is also the brother of Jesus. Yeah. I believe Let's see. My no, Bible yes, has because because um James the brother of John is the one that um got that Herod cut off early. Yeah. Um when and then when he saw that the Jews liked it, that's when he took Peter. You read about that in Acts when right. Peter got arrested. Um, so I think it is. Yeah, because there is also James the son of Alphaeus, but oh this yeah, doesn't that's right. Say, I, I forgot about that. This doesn't say <laughs> on mine who it was, but but because uh, I thought that would be interesting if that was uh, oh the James yeah. if that was one of it's his true. disciples, James, because they would have been in 
in the yeah. boat, he would have had a visual for <laughs> being tossed to and fro. Being tossed to and, and fro. The, and the association yeah, I'm not really of, sure. I can't see who. Yeah. Well, if anybody just, knows yeah. who, which, well, which James know. wrote this book, wrote the book of James. Uh, it's traditionally attributed to James, the brother of Jesus. Okay. I, was, I thought so, so, but I wasn't sure. So, yeah. all right. So maybe not then. But, <laughs> but in any case, you know, it's important. Yeah. That's interesting, that scripture. I never thought about those two matching because Jesus asked them immediately, where's your faith? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's interesting that scripture giving the visual of Tao as being tossed back and forth, you know, right. like the waves. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. kind of when, when Peter was falling, um, when he was walking on the water, like he looked at the wind and the waves and started to to doubt. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But mm. another example where Jesus was like, hey. Where's your faith? Where is your faith? Why did you doubt? You, yeah. And again, you see, you didn't have to doubt. And again, you see where he didn't just, you know, you know, his lack of faith. He didn't decide to just let him drown. Like, well, you got this far, and your faith failed. Bye, Peter. I guess I'll find someone else. Like, you know, and he didn't, he didn't let him, you know, be tortured for a little bit, and then say, "I'll help you." It was like Peter called out to him, and he grabbed him, you know, by the hand. You know, it was like right. You know, yeah, it says right then it's in uh, Matthew 14 because I was looking for the other account and I found mm-hmm. this one. Uh, Matthew 14 and verse 30 is when Peter says, Save me, Lord, save me. And it says, And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him. And then he said, Oh, you of little faith. So he, you know, he didn't sit there and let him kind of bubble around a little bit, you know, <laughs> he right. immediately said, Hey, here I am. But Hey, you know, why did you doubt? Right. So it was, yeah, going to help you first. And then we're going <laughs> to fix the situation. Yeah. So if you're low on faith, don't worry. He, you know, you call it to the Lord. He's not going to let you hang there and, you know, yeah. <laughs> inhale water first. And then, you know, he's, you call out to him in, in sincerity and he'll definitely, you know, reach out to you and yeah, and help you. So yeah. Any yeah. thoughts on the uh, storm with Paul? Kind of um, talked about the other two. So yeah. it's that, uh, I mean, some points, some takeaway points. Well, again, I mean, God protected him through the storm there too. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I don't know. This is becoming one of my favorite scriptures um, to quote a lot. But, um, you know, the storm was caused by other people uh, that, you know, it wasn't Paul who did it. But um, I'm reminded of the words of Joseph again. Uh, Let me find, Mm. I should probably memorize this and then I um, will know where to find it. Uh, But uh, this is when he's talking to his brothers. Mm. Um, I think I know what one you're talking about. Yes. Yes. I can't quote it though. Yeah. It's a I can't find it. Let's see. Um, Hang on, let me f- let me find it. Or you can find it. Uh, I'm scanning through it here. Um. Okay, uh-huh. fifty 50. twenty. There you go, fifty twenty. Uh. Let me find it in my 
Bible now. Uh, there we go. Yeah, uh, so uh, Genesis fifty twenty, um, he says, But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring it almost, uh, excuse me, to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive. And Paul, it wasn't, you know, anything he did necessarily. It was things that others um, did that got him into into problems. And what the devil used for harm, God was able to use for good. And yeah. he, he ministered to, um, he ministered to the, the, the um, not politician, the leader there who was mm-hmm. sick and he mm-hmm. ministered to, to people and the word of God spread. So even though he was in a situation, it's like, well, you're, you know, you're in prison on your way to Rome when God said, um, you know, these people shouldn't be sailing, but mm-hmm. he didn't, you know, have any choice in the matter. God was still, a, first of all, God still protected him in the storm. Uh, if you read in the, the, the story, an angel appeared to him and, and God said, Hey, I'm going to spare you and I'm going to spare everyone on the ship too. And, and God was able to, to do good even when evil was meant by the enemy. You know, and God actually was gracious enough to, he could have just said, you know, Paul, you're doing what you're supposed to. I'm going to spare your life. And, you know, maybe a couple of extra people to make sure you still get to, to you know. Luke may have been on to the Rome, ship, so, you know. You know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, but, you know, these other people, they weren't supposed to be here. You know, God spared their lives. And in fact, because Paul was on the ship, because imagine if Paul wasn't on the ship and they still went sailing and that storm still came would they have been saved but god used paul's being there to spare their lives yeah you know and he witnessed the people on the island and also was it the centurion or someone in charge of the ship um it was it doesn't say that he became a believer but he so that he began to to trust paul from the standpoint when some of the people were trying to escape they went they put the lifeboats they wanted to escape and paul said if they don't stay on the ship you know then yeah. that's the if they have to stay on the ship for all of our lives to be saved and he had them cut the ropes, he had enough faith in what Paul was saying. He figured out, okay, Paul knew that yeah. this was gonna happen. I trust the guy that you know, said we shouldn't sail and was right. Was right. God said he would spare our lives. We might want to listen to him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the people on that ship got ministered to as well by Paul, as well yeah. as the people on the island, you know, that he got to go to later there. I mean another example of God saving his life the um, soldiers were going to kill some of the prisoners because the way Rome worked, if the prisoners escaped, um, bad things could happen to the soldiers. So easy way to fix that, kill the prisoners and they won't escape. Um, But the centurion saved Paul's life. um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so God protected him again. Yeah. Well, and I think it's just another reminder of not looking to the storm to determine you know, what you're doing, if it's, you know, right or not, or if you're where God wants you to be. Like we said with Jonah, he knew. Right. He knew that 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 was wrong. So you can't sit there and when you step out in faith doing something that God told you to do and then all of a sudden it doesn't look right and go, ooh, maybe this wasn't what God told me to do. No, go back to that first step of, this is what I felt I was supposed to do because 
even though, you know, so Paul took that step of saying, I appeal to Caesar. I want to talk to Caesar. And that's what, you know, ultimately led him on this, this journey to Rome. And then through that, God obviously didn't want him to go through that storm because he told, he showed him, you know, and Mm -hmm. that they were not to sail at that time. But, you know, they went through with it. In the midst of that storm, God still created something beautiful in Paul ministering to the people Mm -hmm. on the ship and to the people of the island. And so there are some times where we go through storms and it seems like this is terrible. This looks like the end. And we can't look at that and go, well... I, you know, I stepped out and I guess this is as far as this goes, you know, this, I guess this wasn't God after all. I thought I was doing what God told me to do. No, God can still create something amazing out of that terrible situation. And I think it's important to note that God doesn't want you to be in bad situations because if you think of it in the pers- you know, perspective of, oh, well, I guess God wanted me to go through this. No, God doesn't want us to be in danger. He loves us and cares about us. And you can see that just from the heart of in each storm, whatever the situation, God preserved each person, mm-hmm. you know? Right. So it's important how you look at things. And instead of just looking at, you know, angrily, and I'm not saying this from a standpoint of, oh, it's easy to do this. I'm just saying, you know, take time to hold on to Jesus, that there's something, even though maybe there's a storm and there's something difficult right now, that there's something good that's going to come from it. And, um, and that God's going to deliver you through it, even if it looks scary right now. I know, you know, we're in a time period where there's a lot of uncertainty for people. And, um, you know, I just want to encourage people just to continue taking the steps God told you to take and trusting in him. And even if things are looking scary for you in in your life, keep holding on to Jesus. You know, even if, and if you're listening and you're like, Oh no, I, uh, you know, I was kind of like the disciples and I'm sitting there telling God like, Hey, I just Mm -hmm. lost my job. Don't you care? You know, Hey, you know, this family member is sick. Don't you care? You know, Hey, just, take a moment and say, you know what, Lord, I do know you care. And so I'm just going to hold on to you and trust you to still the storm in my life and take Mm -hmm. care of me and use this situation for something good. You know, I remember, um, one of the people, uh, my mom used to work with, you know, talked about when you've had a time where you've experienced disappointment in your life or you've experienced, you know, and you're feeling discouraged, that's the time when you need to be all the more determined. I'm paraphrasing, but that's the time when you need to be all the more determined about spreading the gospel in the light of Jesus Christ. And, uh, and taking that, taking that situation and saying, I'm not letting that be the final story. I'm fighting back. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Well said. <laughs> All right. Well, I think. Got anything else, brothers? No, I don't. I don't think I have anything to add. Anything to plan? No, I'm. 
common. I guess I did think of one odd. Uh, odd thinking back to the story of Jonah from the flip side, it was just a uh, thing of because, um, uh, like with the story of Paul, where um, they were Paul was in that storm because someone else did something wrong. Mm. Uh, from the flip side, the people on the boat with Jonah were in that storm because yeah. of what Jonah did, but God protected them. He didn't let any of their lives get lost. And as soon as Jonah was kicked out of the boat, he caused the storm to cease and he caused the people to be able to turn to the Lord. As soon as they saw yeah. that, they're like, okay, um, That's true. this is That's the real God, you know, we, yeah. you know, and they, I believe. Did they build an altar on the boat? Yeah, I they believe? did. Um, because oh, wow. when the storm that... started, it talked about them calling out to their gods. And then as soon as they threw Jonah over, the sea stilled. And it says in uh, Jonah 1, 16, it says, Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly and offered a sacrifice to the Lord and took vows. So say, and with wow. saying and took vows says to me that they purpose to serve the Lord the rest of their life. So, which again, how cool is that? That even in the midst of somebody's disobedience, I was going to say yeah. like his disobedience, God still found a way to make something good out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that you awesome. should go around no. disobeying yeah. God. Cause that's not his, <laughs> he's not, that, that he wasn't would, the point. <laughs> his plan yeah. is much better if you just go with his will. You can yes. save yourself and other people a lot of trouble. But if you find yourself where you've chosen to disobey God, yeah, it, it doesn't mean that it's screwed up and that no good will come of it. He can still take the, the thing that you did wrong, that the, that the enemy meant for evil, and use it for something good. Yep, absolutely. Very true. All right. With that, I think I'm... <laughs> all set here so we can close out with a word of prayer and wrap it up. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus and thank you that uh, you uh, give us uh, another opportunity to to do this podcast and to to do it um, the way that you desired. Lord, I lift up our listeners, uh, whatever, uh, um, and us here, Lord, at this podcast that uh, um, whatever uh, storms that we may be experiencing, that you would um, just to to strengthen our faith, Lord, that um, remind us that uh, you are the one that that gets us through it, and that you that you desire to, and that you will get us through these uh, situations. Um, and, and just to uh, encourage, um, I ask that you would encourage our hearts, Lord, and strengthen our hearts, and uh, show us what it is that you've asked us to do to take the situation that the storm that's that. Um, that's at us, Lord, to use it um, for something good, to to spread your word, Lord. And if there's something that we need to fix or change, like uh, Joan needed to, that you would show us those things, um, and to to bring the storm to a close, and um, whatever it is, Lord, that uh, we need to do, and that we would do it. And thank you for these things in the name of Jesus. I pray. Amen. 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 Okay. Well. As always, we'd love to hear from our listeners. Absolutely. Any questions, comments, or even prayer requests? We'd love to. Yeah. Yeah, love to hear for from sure. You. Yeah. Uh, we have a email if you'd like to send anything um, like that to us, and that is three pks at ibound dot org. It's the uh, the digit number three. Digit three or digit three. Number three. Digit number. Tomato, tomato. 
which you can't really say that phrase in text because it's spelled exactly the same. But it's because anyway. it's spelled tomato. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, but anyway, so 3PKS at iBound.org. Um, and of course, we're on YouTube, Facebook, iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio. I think that's all of them. I think that's all of them. Yeah. Check us out. Tell a friend. Send us an email at 3PKS at iBound.org. Let us know what's up. And we'll catch you later. Catch you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.